You're listening to Hungry Gen Audio Podcast. Hey guys, this is Pastor Vlad inviting you to a Race to Deliver 2018 conference with Apostle Gen Chi. Every year we've been seeing people get healed, delivered, and set on fire to pursue God. And 2018 conference will be no different. We would love to see you here. If you want more information, just go to our website, hungrygen.com slash conference. And now let's get to the message. Uh, Today's message, I've been requested many, many times by people to share a message for the singles. And I was planning to do it last year, uh, but I never got to it. I understand those of you who are married people, you can just kind of sit back today, relax, and just kind of amen it for the single friends that you got here. Or just take notes and send it to your uh, still single ladies or single friends and say, hey, this was for you, um, but I took it for you, so I'm just releasing it to you. And uh, it's going to be a fabulous and wonderful service. Next week, uh, Phil Gunger is going to share. He's more on a, on a funny note. And... Uh, He's going to be incredible. He's a very renowned um, national speaker on marriage and he will be with us for two services. You want to bring your friends, you want to bring everybody next service. It's going to be incredible. So today's message is going to be titled, Dating Without Fornicating. Let's open Genesis chapter 2 and verse 20 and verse 21 and 22. Genesis chapter 2 we will go back to the beginning of the relationships and how God intended them to be from the beginning. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air and to every beast of the field. So if you want to know who named the animals with those confusing names, Adam is the blame. But to Adam there was none found, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam and he slept. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. And the rib which the Lord had taken from a man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Somebody say amen. And so we see the story of Adam as the reason why I'm going back to Genesis is because we don't want to get clues on how to find a person you want to spend with your life with from Solomon. We definitely don't want to get clues from David because David had to kill 150 people to get a wife. Don't do that because you'll get a wife and then you'll get a prison sentence. We don't want to get clues on dating from some of the biblical people after Adam because they had pretty pretty messed up approaches to relationships but God was still faithful and good and used them in spite of their weaknesses and their troubles but in the beginning when Pharisees came to Jesus and talked about divorce and they said Jesus are we allowed to divorce because Moses said we can divorce for no reason and Jesus told the Pharisees in the beginning it was not so meaning we have to always go to the beginning of how things were because this is the blueprint for our relationships and this is the blueprint for our family somebody say amen And in the beginning, I want you to see three things that happened. One is that Adam first knew God. Before there was Eve, before there was Steve, before there was Adam, before there was anybody, there was first God. And so the foundation of relationships is first the relationship with God. See, Adam had no church, but he had relationship with God. Adam had no Bible, but he knew the voice of God. Adam had no pastor, but he had a voice of God speaking to him. 
and so before a man can start looking for a woman and before a woman can look for a man they have to be in the garden of Eden knowing God come on somebody secondly after Adam knew God we see that Adam had a mission Adam was a gardener he was called by God to attend to the garden meaning Adam had a job no money no honey after you discover God you gotta get a job after you discover God you gotta do something come on somebody amen the problem with many people today is they are going and they're looking for a wife and then they're trying to find God and then they're trying to find a job the problem with many people today is that they're not looking for a job and they're not working because they're waiting for the dream job cleaning up a garden is not a dream job but it was a job and God gave it to Adam if it's flipping burgers, if it's sweeping the parking lot, if it's cleaning the, the if it's cleaning cars, if it's selling cars, whatever it is, your second thing after you meet God is you have to have a job. Idle mind is the devil's workshop. The more free time a single person has, the more devil they're gonna have. Single people don't do good with free time. They're like semi trucks. The more load you put on them, the more straight they go. That's why all youth groups decline in attendance during summer. You would think kids have free time they will be at church when kids have free time they run from church they don't do good things Jesus never called one disciple to follow him who was sitting and doing nothing every person was doing something and you have to start doing something you have to get a job and only then you should look for a spouse only then you should prepare for relationships and number three Adam found a mate so master mission and then a mate that is God's standard now typically this is how it happens in the culture people start dating in high school they found a date already I want you to notice that Adam wasn't looking for a date he was looking for a mate after he had a relationship with God and after he had a mission and that is God's order and now I want us to look a little bit deeply more precisely of how this happened with finding a mate I want you to write down the first point is this you are ready to date when you don't need to now I want you to see this Adam was not asking for a wife Adam was so lost in God that God had to tell him he needs a wife did you notice that it was God who said it's not good for man to be alone not Adam when you're saying it's not good for you to be alone perhaps you're not there yet when you're the one that's coming to God and say God I need a husband perhaps you haven't discovered the fullness of God's presence and purpose in your life yet but when you're so lost in God that God has to tell you or your mentors hey I think it's time for you to get married that's a perfect time come on somebody you got to be so lost in God that the other person has to find God to find you the problem with many people today is this is that they're looking for a spouse Adam was not looking for a wife Adam was lost in God and God came to him and said, Adam I know me and you are having an awesome time all these walks during the morning and the night I really 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 enjoy them but Adam you need to, you need to you need to get a life bro Adam is like what do you mean God you made me with you you're the only one I need I know but I mean we can we can come up with something but you need something else in your life you need someone else in your life you know many of us don't have that view of God we think if you get so close to God God will kill all of your desires 
Many of us have this view of God. If you get close to God, He'll send you to China or He'll send you to die. If you get so close to God and then you, you the desire to be in, with someone else, desire for love or romance, God's going to be like, no, I am jealous. God is not your ex. God is not a jealous girlfriend. God is a good God. Come on somebody. God is a good God. Somebody say amen. And God recommended to Adam that you need a wife. But God only recommends that to people who are lost in Him. He fulfills the desires of your heart when you delight yourself in Him. So some of you, you need to just relax. Instead of you constantly searching and, and applying for every Christian single ready to mingle website, you just need to relax, sign up for intercession team, sign up for fasting, sign up, get lost in God. If you are looking today to fix a problem inside of you, that is a dangerous, that is the first mistake people make. Is that they think they need to. They have this, this urge to merge. They have this, 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 I need to have somebody. You don't. You need God. And you need to find yourself in Him. And there you're going to find someone else there. Come on somebody. God is not against love. God is anti-lust. Lust and love look the same just like water and alcohol from a distance but they taste different. Love and lust look the same but they have different effects. I want to just give you an example and the difference between love and lust. Lust is selfish. Love is sacrificial. Lust seeks isolation. It runs from community. It runs from mentorship. It runs from home group. Lust always sneaks out at night. That's, that's when you know when it's lust. When you gotta run from everybody. You gotta hide it. You, you, your parents can't know. Your pastor. Make sure you're looking for those places that you know nobody in church will go to. That, that's when you know it's lust. Because you, you're hiding. You're running. Love seeks community. Lust forces sex. If you love me, you would do it. If you love me, you'll get a job, put a ring on it and take me to the altar. Come on somebody. Lust forces sex. Love initiates marriage. Lust hurts. Love heals. Lust does not last. Love grows with time. Lust gets punished. Love gets rewarded. I want you to see that there's a God is not against. The reason why so many sometimes when you are walking with God and you say you feel like God is against the relationship, God is against relationship driven, sustained and fueled by lust because they won't last. Lust does not last. Only love does but love cannot be found if you are bleeding and hurting. See when you have been not loved by maybe in the family or maybe you've been rejected by your past or some, some things. It is dangerous to go swimming in the sea of dating because there are sharks. I always tell people don't go swimming if you're bleeding. You got to fix emotional wounds. If you've been abused, if you've been hurt, if you've been neglected, if you never received the love from your family and you will be constantly drawn to look for that and you are not going to find love, you will find lust because it will hurt afterwards. That's why you got to find God. You got to find your purpose in God. You got to find healing in God. See many people are looking for relationship and in reality they need a rehab. Because then they quickly turn the relationship into rehab. They quickly turn the relationship to fix something in them. Listen, relationship will make you whole. It will reveal your holes. 
it will expose hurts it will expose things and if you end up with somebody who's full of lust you will get more hurt broken abandoned and god forbid even pregnant sometimes and left alone on the road because what you really needed is garden of eden not an average joe come on somebody are you with me the reason why people settle for bad relationships because remember this you can't have high standards with low self-esteem only people who have a good self-esteem and it comes from God have high standards and the reason why many times young ladies sell themselves cheap and they give themselves to anything that moves is because maybe you had no daddy or maybe somebody abused you or somebody that you don't need the boy because he will use you but you need to find yourself in the garden of Eden of God that you are so fulfilled in God that you don't need to date you want to but you don't need to your life doesn't depend your security your self-esteem doesn't depend you're an independent mature successful beautiful or handsome person alone amen number two you will wait for God to bring the right person or you will wait for God to choose to change the wrong person you bring to God but you will wait for God you will wait for God to bring to you the right person or you will wait for God to change the wrong person I want just to see with Adam right now is the first thing that Adam did is that Adam was lost in God and God came to Adam and says you need a wife and Adam says okay where do I start God says well let's start with naming of the animals keep a look eye, keep an eye out on uh, anything that comes in that you like so people the animals start coming in all these four-legged animals two-legged animals walking by and then Adam was like man I mean the options are really scarce they're, they're not very good and so but Adam found something that's the closest thing that matches to how he looked it was a monkey and so he looked at it he's like you know I mean if we do a little bit a few plastic surgeries I mean I'm pretty sure God who created the galaxies could could change things up but I want you to see this Adam did not bring a a monkey to God and say God um, a few surgeries uh, feel if you take him up to heaven fix him up a little bit bring him back you'll be good Adam came to God and has said God um, I didn't find it Adam didn't settle for something God can fix I'm gonna tell you the biggest mistake single people make is when they choose someone for God to fix instead of someone God's been working on that is the biggest mistake single people make come on somebody the Bible tells us in the New Testament that a wife is bound to by the law as long as her husband lives but if her husband dies she is at liberty to marry whoever she wishes only in the Lord I want this verse to set you free God doesn't care who you marry the whole idea there is the right person only one person is not scriptural because Paul in here says whoever you want only in the Lord not the Republican Party not uh, they are Christian status on their Facebook they believe in God demons believe in God you don't want to be married to a demon believing in God is not enough or they go to church 
devil comes to church too once in a while that's not enough the bible says in our day in the lord not if they know the lord not if their mama and daddy is in the lord in the do they have a relationship with god that is growing relationship and a genuine relationship with god are you with me Whom, whomever you wish as long as they are in the lord the problem that happens is that many times we use flirt to convert we're like well i know they're not in the lord but they want to want to be in the lord and god since wants to save everyone and we are one of bringing many people to christ i want to use dating as a way to bring people to christ missionary dating though popular is not scriptural we don't date people to bring them to Christ though God did those cases with few people but it does not it's not scriptural God says I want you to limit your pool of option to in the Lord but if I bring them God will change them it's better to wait for God to bring someone he has changed than to drag somebody and they be waiting for decades for God to change them are you with me I want you to see the second verse do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship has darkness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness what this means is that God does not want us to yoke ourselves in a romantic relationship with someone who doesn't share your vision your values and your priorities first of all God is not racist God is not an anti other religions what God is trying to do is give you a good time and them if God is your God and for them the God their God is something else it's not fair for them and it's not fair for you to be pulling each other in different directions if you are here and you're not a follower of Jesus Christ you're gonna become a follower of Jesus Christ today but in case you don't let me save you a lot of headache do not date a believer because secretly they will be fasting and praying for your salvation yeah they will you won't realize how many prayer group text messages you will be your name will be on while they love you they in reality working on you and so it's not real love so drop them like a hot potato and go find yourself someone like you and have a good time and then both of you will get saved in Jesus name are you with me I want to share with you um, six simple signs of how to find the wrong person I'm gonna share them quickly the first one is when you start dating without first getting over your ex is the first sign the relationship you are in probably can fail when you stop playing music that does not mean the strings are detached when the relationship is over it does not mean that you're over it because you hate them actually hating them is a sign you're still not over and many people times they go into the new relationship in reality trying to punish the ex and prove to the ex that I can find me someone else quicker than you and there you are loving them not realizing you're just a literally a tool they're using and once they're done using like a napkin they'll drop you to the side and go either back with their ex or move on with someone else never be somebody's band-aid number two when you date someone who believes in God but does not follow Jesus. The statistic says the divorce rate gets sliced in the half by three factors. If both of you attend the same church, if both of you have the same theology 
and if both of you practice your faith outside of the church the divorce rate is not the same people say well divorce rate is the same as among Christians and non-Christians that is a lie made out of pit of hell genuine Christians who follow who come to church regularly who have the same theology and who practice their faith outside of church their divorce rate is completely different than the ones who are just professing to know God many times people make a mistake who simply say well he goes to church he, he believes in God how's his church attendance does he attend a home group who is his mentor does he practice his faith does he tithe what is his life like outside of the church does he have a bible reading plan that he is on how often does he fast how often does she follow or do they just simply believe in God which Muslims believe in God Mormons believe in God Jehovah's Witnesses believe in God everybody believes in God the problem is which God do they follow Jesus Christ that is our criteria number three when you expect that marriage will fix this person or you it's when you go into a relationship and you say once we get married he'll stop using drugs I know he's looking at porn it's because he hasn't had an intimate relationship with me yet mm -hmm. I know he's always late I know he, he he's a criminal he steals but he says once we get married things will change if you can learn one thing from a seven-year marriage is that marriage doesn't change it magnifies what you already got <laughs> sometimes people say women or men like you know I'm not clean I'm not organized but once I get my own house I'll get so organized let me tell you something straight up do not do not believe them they are lying through their teeth they don't even know they're lying until they get married you'll realize they're not gonna change they will be this disorganized as they've been before marriage paper doesn't change people decisions change people are you with me now every person that you're gonna marry will need changing but make sure you're okay if they never change there are certain things we all will grow in but from the beginning you have to ask yourself a question if this person never changes will I still choose them if the answer is yes that means that's good the next sign is that when your gut tells you this is not a right thing when your gut and as a Christian it's not just your gut it's your consciousness it's your spirit and it's actually the Holy Spirit signaling you and saying run 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 not into this away from it away from it and you can ignore it you can shut it down but you can you can say one thing is that if your gut tells you don't do it it doesn't matter what your friends say it doesn't matter how handsome he or cute she is you gotta stop you cannot go against your own peace because many times this is what God uses to guide us the lamp of the Lord is the spirit of a man means if God wants to guide you he will use your spirit to light certain certain tension if there is a tension pay attention to your tension pause if, if, if there is no peace pause don't go into something that is against your peace because there will be a heavy price to pay for that are you with me when your mentors don't support it many times your gut is completely in a rut and confused your gut is like you're just not sure because you're full of attraction but that's why you have your mentors 
who have their head on their shoulders and who are not drunk with intoxicating infatuations and they see through that person they see through you and they say you know what I'm not I'm not sure about this are you sure about this the moment your mentor your pastor or your parents keep saying and all of them say I'm not sure you should pay attention most of the relationships that end up in divorce typically have this or most of these things as read pastors mentors said against it but see when you watch too much Romeo and Juliet you feel like the more people are against me the more romantic it is because you're a teenager you're always sneaking out of the house and always doing what is wrong and it was so awesome there's a thrill in doing that what you're doing is wrong sneaking out and doing all of this stuff and so what we think is that the more people are against me the more romantic it is you should have stayed in high school because real adulthood real maturity is okay I remember when one of my um, friends when he was a teenager and he was always liking these people sneaking out and everything everybody was against it and and finally he matured and um and now all of his mentors this the parents everybody was applauding and they said man we're so proud of you you're getting married and he came to me he said Vlad this is this feels wrong why is everybody for it it's like it has to be everybody has to be against it and I said see this means you grew up and graduated from high school you're mature now it's okay if everybody's for it it's actually a blessing of God there's safety in the multitude of counselors are you with me and the last one is when there is no mutual attraction I understand in most of the world where there is strict laws you don't have to like someone to marry them your family has to like the financial arrangements in the Old Testament Isaac never saw his wife never got a picture they fell in love and they got married we are living in the 21st century and many times what people do is they hook up with somebody they connect with somebody who simply say well our kids will look cute well you know what she has a lot of degrees you know what she has a lot of money their parents are rich I don't have to work for the rest of my life you're not just developing a business partnership there has to be mutual love and mutual attraction ladies and you will have that kind of a gut feeling sometimes like does he even think I am attractive to him and sometimes I challenge uh, young women to ask the men or I ask the men if there's the case like this in a relationship and I've had few cases like that where I would ask the man I would say do you think she's hot and he would blush he's like that's not appropriate word she's a holy woman of God and I see her as a sister in Christ I said if you see her as a sister of Christ do not do anything okay keep her as a sister of Christ well she's like my sister yeah no if you're not attracted now attraction is not the most important but if there is no attraction for a man your temptation with lust will go higher and for a woman her temptation with insecurity will go higher and both of you already will have problems some people say well I'll wait for it to come well wait before you get married for that to come first are you with me and last point I want to share from the story of Adam and Eve is this waiting on God is allowing God to take something out of you before he brings someone to you waiting on God I want you guys to see this waiting on God is not sitting and doing nothing waiting on God is not idle position it's allowing God 
to take something out of you before he brings someone to you see Adam wasn't just sitting and doing nothing Adam actually went to sleep and then God started to do a surgery and Adam removing a rib from him and then God brought somebody to him I'm going to share just a few bulletin points concerning this one is that you have to wake up spiritually so you can go sexually to sleep and what this means in it says in Song of Solomon do not awaken love until it pleases God wants us as we are waiting not to be fornicating a lot of people today what they're doing is this is that you got to try it before you buy it myth means I'm gonna test the relationship I'm gonna sleep with them I'm gonna move in with them I know they're not the right one but I want to try it before I buy it I know it's a popular in culture but Adam wasn't trying anything before he bought it he went to sleep if you want God to work on you while you're waiting you got to make a decision that sexually and emotionally you will stay pure and committed to God only no we're just talking which simply means sexing which simply means making out which simply means doing anything that the culture does but we're not getting married we're waiting and fornicating that's not the will of God for our life young people if you want God's blessing we're gonna have to go God's way and God's way is Adam went to sleep being asleep sexually means not being dead sexually meaning it doesn't mean that you you give up completely your hopes and dreams of the future it just simply means that you close your eyes to being desperate and you open your heart to being hungry for God and when the right person is along the side God will tap you and say open your eyes right there as you're singing worthy worthy they're standing next to you and you will see that and there will be the spark come on somebody hallelujah When you are waiting, remember flirting leads to, to fornication but fleeing leads to sanctification. When people are waiting, it's important to be fleeing youthful lusts, not flirt with youthful lusts. Flee, not just flirt. Don't stir up feelings in people you are not sure if you're gonna be with. Don't give them, don't lead people on. Personally, when I was single, that was my tradition and I continue to do that when I am married now is that I didn't go out with single women by myself I didn't go out even for coffee that was just my some people say well that's just a, too high of a standard you would not see me in the car with another woman when I was single and you may say well but you can do that the problem with those habits when you start leading people on not even knowing you're leading people on is these habits don't die when you have a ring on it you will continue to hang out with single women even after you are married and then you will cause frictions in your marriage because you develop these habits as a single person. If you are on a snapchat, on a text message, constantly messaging with women, constantly creating these emotional conversations, I give you a warning. You have a very limited amount of time to change because these habits will not die just because you will go through the altar. They will continue and they will be a friction point in your marriage. Stop today live today as though you will be married tomorrow and God will see you prepared and God the Bible says that the blessed is the man who finds a wife that means she's acting like a wife now she's not waiting to be a wife to act like a wife if anybody can talk to her anybody can date her anybody can meet her she can do whatever she wants to do she's not a wife material act act like the one you want to be and God will give you someone. Come on somebody. Mm. 
waiting on God is not idle it's God working on you as we're bringing this to, to close is the key is not finding the right person it's being the right person when God is working on you something amazing has happened because you attract who you are you don't attract your fourth dimension list you only attract your character list and the problem with many people and as I've shared this so many times in our church is that many people have a high expectation and low preparation you met those people but they watch Catherine Coleman videos she says I, I want her to to have the anointing of Catherine Coleman I want her to cook like my mom I want her to have as many kids as my grandma I want her to look like Angelina Jolie I want her also to be able to do this and that and while you yourself your population is on 10 expectation in a hundred do the math a hundred minus 10 is 90 percent of frustration will be in your life and so the best thing to do is lower your expectation to the level of your preparation or raise your preparation to the level of your expectation. Work on yourself. If you know you the way you know you, would you marry you? Who you are attracts who you get. That's why God was removing ribs. For some of us, it's the habits that God wants to remove so that He can bring the right person and that we can have a great relationship. Are you with me? I want you to rise. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Hungry Generation. Stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat by using at HungryGen. Stay blessed, and we'll see you next week.